welcome back to the Sunday Funday Podcast. As always, I'm your host, the one and only comedian, Chris Diorio, from right here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Have a very exciting episode of the podcast for you today. I'm joined by two of my good friends here in Charlotte that are also two of the funniest guys, both to see on stage and be around. Uh, to my left on this podcast you can't see is Dave Ordog. Hello. And to my right is the one and only Evan Pitfield. I just find it funny that you say you're the one and only Chris Diorio as if there's like a bunch of copycats. <laughs> like, no, I'm the real one. There were until I took care of them. Oh, oh, wow. Never. I mean, uh, I'm, <clears throat> I'm really you, glad to be here and I'm glad we're in good standing. Chris. Could you imagine what their podcasts sound like? They're just like, I'm the real Chris Diorio. They're like, here's well, there's, like, there's, like a, there's like a Friday, Sunday podcast and a Saturday. There were a Friday, Friday, Saturday, Monday, Saturday, fun day, Tuesday, fun day podcast. That didn't go well. They're dead now. <laughs> I'm not saying anything <laughs> happened to them at my hands. I'm just saying something happened. And yeah, not, the universe yeah. took care of it. Right. We right. just, the, we just, yeah. The one and we, only we universe. Fixed, we fixed the glitch. Yeah, we, we just stopped paying them. <laughs> the uh, the algorithm balanced itself out. That's what happened. Exactly. Yeah, another victim of the algorithm. Yeah, the algorithm. That's right. Climate change killed them. Well, sooner or later, you know. The algorithm. <laughs> so, uh, quick introduction to my two friends here. These guys have been in the Charlotte comedy scene for a while now. Uh, and both have had huge successes, both in stand-up and improv. So I'm excited to have some conversation today because you guys came from like the old school a little bit. I'm a bit of a newbie um, on the scene compared to you guys. And uh, I've had fun talking with you both at different times about how the way things were, used to be, and have become in the Charlotte comedy scene. And obviously all of us in the last year went through a really weird time that no one's seen before. Uh, so why don't you guys give a little background on yourselves? Uh, start with you, Dave, and over to Evan about your... Whatever you want to say, obviously it's your chance to shine on this sure. highly rated podcast. So yeah. do what you got to do with your time and well, uh, talk about yourself. Well, what's funny is I think Evan and I actually started within like six months of each other. If, if, I, I might so. have it right. Uh, I think I'm just fat, so everyone thinks I've been around for a while. <laughs> People just say that. Yeah. Like, that's the guy we see. I mean, what I really can remember is an open mic we did, Evan, years ago, where he bought an entire bag of McDonald's. Uh, that's true. Yeah, you That's brought. True. What did you bring? Big Macs. Not, the whole. So Andy, another like old school guy. Uh, he he hosted a mic at um, Jackalope Jacks that then got transferred to a place called Peculiar Rabbit. I think the owner is like obsessed with with bunnies or some shit. And so like uh, he was out of town, so he's like, "Hey, can you host it this week?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." And I didn't eat dinner, but I felt like it'd be kind of weird if I just brought food there like for just myself. Uh, so I bought like 20 cheeseburgers from McDonald's, which was somehow like $5. I don't know what happened. And I just brought a sack of burgers upstairs. Yeah. Just the, a big brown bag on the, on the table behind, yeah. behind the, the comedians as we were performing. And I like, I said it when I was on stage cause I started eating a cheeseburger immediately. <laughs> I was the first one up that night and I was like, wouldn't it be amazing if I just sat here and ate every single one of these things? <laughs> without even doing it like i wouldn't even say anything i wouldn't have time i would just be eating them he, read, he read my mind yeah and that's what he, evan really wanted but to then do. he did it yeah <laughs> so yeah anyways uh that was back in 2015 i want to say sometime maybe i've got that wrong but around then i uh i started in i think december of 2014 um at a at a place that doesn't even exist anymore comedy zone fort mill which was in like a the back room of a bar called Madison's on the corner, tiny room, like literally the size of this podcast studio. And, uh, you know, I get Jake Manning would be there. Um, putt, putt, Patrick putt, putt Stewart was the, the host of that place. And I probably only did comedy there seven times before it closed down. And then I, I that's actually why it closed down. They're like, <laughs> this guy comes back eight more time. And they're like, you know, at the seventh time we're pulling the plug. Yeah, all you bookers out there, keep that in mind. The seventh time you book Dave or dog, your, your club's gone. So well, no, no one's even reached like the third time. So, exactly. we're, not, yeah. uh, so we're not really at risk at this point. That's true. That's true. So uh, I, I was looking for other places to do stand up Cause you know, when you're in the first, for me, I was like very nervous, you know, at, at first and Evan will talk to that if he wants to, but I was just like very insecure about being on stage and I was looking for places to perform after, uh, the place in, in Fort Mill closed down. And uh, luckily, Jackalopes was probably like the most, I don't know, the most accessible mic. I, I, it might have been yeah. the only one at the time. Yeah, it was, I mean, there there were some unique benefits about that place for, for comedy. Uh, one of the benefits was 
it was like a, you know, how like sometimes restaurants have a room in the back for a party or whatever, like for mm-hmm. a larger group. So they gave us like that room. Yeah, close so the doors. Yeah, and had like, a, yeah. Oh, know. that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was uh, it was honestly ideal conditions for comedy because it's like we didn't have to, it, you know annoy their patrons but we could also still kind of operate in parallel yeah and like benefit <clears> from <throat> drinks and food being there which prop yep. brought in a lot of people yeah, and i think andy uh he was he actually gave us seven minutes uh so in town i think it was everything was either five three or like yeah. lucky to go up so like if you were ever looking to expand or, or do something I, that was like another kind of unique thing about jacks was that was the only place to do it and just like fun it was a fun group that went there and like people who yep. I don't know. At least when we were when when it existed, uh, it was just like people like breaking balls and just like having a good time. And uh, yeah, off stage, on stage, out on the porch, before and after. Like it was it was just a good hang on top of actually getting to stretch your legs a little bit. It, it was like a cellar feel, but above ground. I guess you could say <laughs> yeah. it was definitely very cool. And, and the the staff there, I mean, they had our back and they they enjoyed it. And at one point, like I think. At a certain time in, in the night, they would actually dedicate a bartender like to just that room. So they were literally just working for us, which we always felt bad for them because they they were probably like, "Oh, great, I have to go, you know, give drinks to a bunch of comics. I'm not going to get any tips." Ever. Yeah, I mean, if they even pay for the tab <laughs> itself, right? Yeah. Like, I, I'm sure people walked out on their tab. Oh, oops, I, I would name is, names, but <laughs> oops, this one of them's in this dinner. room. Yeah. So Evan. Uh, yeah, there's a. I, I have no idea what he's talking about. I, I I would never. I would never run for anything. Even no, that, 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 I was gonna say. <laughs> what uh was this Andy still around? Perez, yeah. Yep. Andy Perez. Yeah, he's still he's still around. Uh, last I checked, I mean, you know, I don't know COVID. He maybe dead. Yeah, I know. I'm saying like, I mean, I don't. I hope not. But uh, no, he's still around. Andy. Yeah. Uh, Andy's been around, and uh, that's. I mean, that's where I met. That's where I met Evan. That's where I met uh, Crispy. I mean, I met. Andy Van there. We did a roast when uh, when that room closed, and we went over to uh, Peculiar Rabbit. We did a roast over there. That was a uh, that was a really fun night, and uh, I think I think that's like where I think that's where Evan started to actually respect me as a person. No, um, well, you know what? Maybe that but, hasn't uh, happened yet. But at least that, as a comedian, that has not happened yet. <laughs> uh, you should have definitely consulted with me before you're. Yeah, we should have talked. We should have talked. Man, I'm turning red. Good thing this is not on video. No. I, w- no, I would I, never put you in video, trust me. I appreciate that. <laughs> he wants to actually get ratings, not lose yeah. them. So, um, six years. So, I, I know you from improv. Right. Where, uh, I, I, like, I don't mind saying it. I think Sunday Supper, your improv troupe is my, I think, the best improv group I've seen in Charlotte. I greatly appreciate that. <laughs> and I mean it, yeah. And I'm <laughs> he's, not, like, he's like, I've only been to one show of improv total <laughs> ever in my life. I did it. I did it. But I was in a, I was in he's a group. Been in, He's been to a lot of shows. No, I know. Yeah, yeah, he's I've seen them. I've seen them. I've been there. I, I, I come from. I got chops. Yeah, chops he can. Up. He can make stuff up. I, stuff I guarantee up. it. Guarantee. Yeah, it. no, I, I, yeah. So um, yeah, um, we. Let's see. I I took the stand up uh, class at at the Comedy Zone. Yeah. And when I when I finished up with that, that you know, that was already a year and a half into doing stand up, um, and then when that ended. Joel mentioned something about improv classes being done in the same building. And I was like, Oh, I've always wanted to, you know, I had an improv club. I started an improv club when I was in high school and then just like kind of fell off of it. Just didn't do anything throughout college and, uh, didn't know anybody who was doing it. Didn't know anyone who like just did, had no friends, no connections in the, in the game. So I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll go check it out. And what's crazy is, uh, Every member of Sunday Supper was there on my first night of doing improv. And the fact that we've, like, nice. stayed together this whole time, I think it's been four or five years at this – I'd say four years, maybe five years. Um, and, like, we all just met on the same night. And even, like, Leah, who uh, was in one level above us, because you got to go through three levels of classes to become, like, a full member actor in the, in the, in the theater. Leah was – repeating i don't know maybe she was just trying to get like uh another class in basically she was there that night she ended up going through even though she was one level ahead of us she ended up going through the same level with us again because like the the team just gelled so well from there yeah and and you know we've been lucky to like perform we became a house team we performed there uh well that theater unfortunately the location doesn't exist anymore wet willie's closed down so we uh we don't have that 
theater, but we were doing two shows a month there and we were doing some brewery shows and stuff. And, um, it's just been super fun to do. So super lucky to have that. And then, uh, yeah, I've, I've been teaching improv for about two years now. And that's also huge part of huge part of my, you know, how you came to know me and part of my, you know, visibility in the Charlotte scene. If we can call it that. I mean, visibility through like murky water we in the mud at the bottom. Yeah, you got a name. I can, I, can, I can see you. You carry weight. You carry weight. <laughs> I'm like and four then, feet away from uh, you. Speaking, he of, is. speaking of carry weight, Evan, uh, I think the oh. first time I saw you. <laughs> Sorry, I'm out of breath on that one. Um, was like in a dumpster behind a McDonald's. No, I was yeah, at, he saw me at home. <laughs> I went to a show at Comedy Zone before I started doing comedy. Oh, yeah. And uh, you were like a guest spot for somebody. Is that with the Nikki Glazer show? And yeah, the Nikki Glazer show, yeah. yeah. Nikki Glazer nice. no-showed. And yeah. they had... They, uh, there was apparently like a tornado in New Jersey. And yeah, she court, couldn't make her flight. And I was like, court, I'm from there. I don't know about these tornadoes, man. I don't know what you're talking about. Court somebody? Court McCoy? <laughs> it was uh, it was Jason Allen King hosted. Featured. I or, featured. Yeah. And then Court McCown. Court McCown, yeah. And that, that's actually the first time I got to meet him. And he was, he was super cool. Yeah, that was, the first, that was the first time I actually met you that night. Because I came for the show. But then... I hadn't even started doing stand up yet at that point, but that you're like, I could do better than this guy. I should probably start doing stand up. You're part of the yeah. Isn't that like I mean, <clears throat> not to take it over, but isn't that how you get into it in the first place? It's like you're like, All right, I'm kinda of funny. Like people laugh at what I say and then you see someone who's like making money doing it and you're like, I think I'm better than that. And then you never reach that guy. Right. No. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, all right, maybe I'm not. Like, okay, he's but. way be- I didn't realize. I was, I'm so dumb. But I don't know if I would have started if I wasn't that stupid. It is kind of a funny thing. Like, a lot of people will say, oh, they're like, I can do this. And then, like, they do it. And like, oh. no. they catch you like a bad night. They go to like an open mic. <laughs> and like, oh, I can do this. And you're like, well, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, good luck. You're yeah. like, yeah, it's an open mic, actually, by by rule and nature. Anyone can do it. That's can. actually why it's set up that way. Yeah. yeah. But so you've been around six years. I, I started. In five, six years? I started in uh, May of 2016, so coming up on five years. Oh, five years. And I count 2020 because actually, thanks to you and a few other people, I actually did live shows in 2020, which I thought went really well. I was super, super grateful, super happy. I didn't die, uh, which is which is cool um, sometimes. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was. I started in 2016. Um, I mean, it, I, it's kind of like Dave said, where it was like. You know, I always, I always felt funny. I was always being funny to escape um, uh, reality. And so I think one day uh, I just got like extra sick of my job. You know, I was just like, I hate this. And I already knew, I already knew like from a trajectory perspective, like there wasn't like a lot of money in stand up for me. It wasn't like I'm leaving here to do that. But it was like, I need something else to have, you know, creative freedom. Um, and so I guess I was just like, I, you know, normally depressed, but I guess I was like uber depressed on this one day. And I just, ca- I called the comedy zone because like you, yeah, I've been seeing shows there, you know, for years. And I was just like, hey, look, I, I uh, you know, I have some jokes or whatever. Like, wh- where do I get started? I called like the box office. <laughs> and they're like, there's this, this lady, um, Debbie Millwater, you know, just give, like send her an email. I'm like, all right. And so I'm, I'm like going through the process and, you know, I write a whole like empathetic paragraph like, hey, I, you know, I'm just like a little sperm floating around. I, I want to try and blah, 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 blah. Like, what should I do? And her response was like pretty bold. It was like, all right, you're booked. Uh, May 3rd, send me a headshot. And I'm just like, yeah, look, I, they, I don't think you read my previous <laughs> email. I don't know what I'm doing is what I'm trying to say. And she's like, yeah, no, it's OK. It's just like an open mic or I, I think it was actually a fight night or something. I'm like, all right. So, you know, I was like trying to take it super serious. That headshot's still somewhere. I had, like, Dave's haircut. It looks pretty weird on me. Uh, you have to be, like, thin to have short hair. Evan's describing yeah. a perfect Superman quaff of hair right now. That's, that's it, it would look very strange on him, but looks pretty nice on me. So. A very a very Clark Cunt look for Dave. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, so, like, he, he I, I was like, all right. And, of course, you know, I had been seeing shows specifically at that location. And that location, like... It's very intimidating because it it looks like the whole getup, right? It's the basement. It's got the the city mural painted on the back, and of course, everyone that I had seen there was like my uh, heroes and stuff like that. So I'm all like, I'm like excited and stressed out at the same time. And I went up, and and just like everybody, you know, like a few friends showed up in that first show, and there was I mean, there was a lot of people, but a few of my friends showed up, and uh, yeah, I felt like a celebrity, you know, because it went well, obviously. Uh, or, or at least, you know, people were there that already liked me, so I had a bit of a cheat code on. Yeah. 
And uh, it felt good from there. And then after that, maybe the second set, it was all, it was God awful. <laughs> you know, it was that trajectory. It went from a million bucks to negative $20, you know? And I was like, all right. So I, I just kind of kept doing it. And I, 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 he was right. I think I ran into Dave at um, either Jack's or Peculiar Rabbit or whatever. So we, we, that's when we started crossing paths pretty much. It's funny you mentioned the, the time thing about 2020 and how long you've been doing it for, because that was a kind of the next point I want to bring up is how funny, like, Times become such like a in the comedy world. I found is like there's always people asking time, like how how long you been doing comedy for, and then you look at like you said 2020. Like, do I count 2020? Because <laughs> even though we did shows, it's like what one a month, like one real show a month, outside of open mics where you have like crowd feedback and stuff like that. And and then they're always like, how much time you got? How much time you got? How much time you got? And it was something I wanted to talk about tonight because uh, you know as fellow with fellow comedians is you, you often get judged by time, as I was saying, and they're like. Even in the bed, yeah. Um, well, most comics don't have sex. We're a rare breed, right? Everyone here has a girlfriend in this room. Most of them don't have a. This bed. is this is uh, this is groundbreaking stuff. There's three comics in the same room, all have girlfriends. But right. it might be the same one, just like in different going to different places, different stages of her life. Like, have right. you ever seen your girlfriend at the same time? Yeah, well, and I pay for it. Yeah, she. I mean, oh, she's sure. there. She's there for the hour, and she leaves. You know, fifty-seven minutes early, and. But I paid for it, so it's yeah, I see it. That's how mine works too. This is unfortunate. It so might be okay. Maybe it is the same. It might do you be. Know, do you know Labanya? Oh Asia? my god! I pay her to clean. So she cleans. Oh, she with pair. Dude, what low grade package am I getting? I thought I had like the fiber internet of girlfriends. You're telling me I got spectrum. No, you got the spit and quit special. Jeez, oh, I could do that myself. Yeah, but not as good. That's, that's you're paying good. for quality, not. That's quantity. true. That's Listen, true. if you if you want, I I could probably do better. I'm not offering. I'm just. I saying. have cash. Chris, can we pause for a second? Dave blew me <laughs> to get on the show. So, <sighs> how'd you guys meet? Uh, it's kind He's of so a hard. funny story for me. <laughs> not really for him. Yeah, what's really cool is how Evan and I actually did have to get together before the show to be like, "Hey, let's get our story straight." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not tell anyone about that time that uh, I gave you anal sex behind McDonald's on Commonwealth Avenue. Listen, I wanted to have sex while eating a double quarter pounder with cheese. He got doubly quarter pounded. That's that's exactly what happened. He got half pounded. Half pounded. Right? But so time, so time, <laughs> very interesting uh, concept. Yeah, no, it's just funny. It's like the, the you know, the kind of the first two questions you get asked, right? It's like, how long have you been comedy for? And how much time you got? Yeah. And it's funny because the two things correlate to a certain degree, but um, you see somebody like newer, like I, and I'm a newer comic. And I remember when I started doing yeah. it, it was like, you're trying to like hit this, like, you want to just be able to tell people you got like 20 minutes of material. And it wasn't until you actually do 20 minutes, you're like, I don't have 20 minutes to go. And stuff like that. But I mean, I still don't based off the day at the time of day. Yeah. You know? It's like it's weird, man. I I think it's to me, it's like a, a bit context driven in terms of like who who's asking. Like if, if there's anything that yep. I've learned is is who's asking. Because if if like you're doing business with someone, like you have to answer those questions, right? You can't be like, Oh, I don't know. How much time do I have? Like they're like, Oh, yeah, open We're hiring you. Question. Yeah. We're like you're either gonna tell them. How much time you need, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I, I have those numbers ready in context for people who are, like, giving me money to do their show, and I, I have to, you know, be an honest business with some of them. But, like, from comic to comic, like, uh, I don't I don't really ask anybody either of those questions because I don't, I don't care. And, and mostly when it's asked to me, uh, it's either a compliment for how long have you been doing it because they, they want me to, you know, say 30 years so they could feel better about them doing bad that night. Or if they say like how much how much time do they want, it goes back kind of to what you said, where they they're just waiting for you to say a number so they could say a higher one. Like, yeah. Oh, fifteen. That's weird. I have sixteen. You know, it's like all right, well, uh, cool. You know, it's just very odd. I, I think a lot of comics are under the impression somehow that the audience is sitting here with a stopwatch, <laughs> and going like, "Man, that guy was hilarious, but he only did nine minutes. The other guy did fifteen. And like, no one cares. Like that's the, like with you're right yeah. with bookers. You're hundred percent right." If a booker asks you, and you like, I'm the same way. I base it on like, well, who's asking? Sure. Are you asking me to do a show in the corner of a bar? <laughs> I have an hour because <laughs> I'm, gonna I'm just going to rip. Yeah. I'm gonna, yeah. But are you asking me to go in front of like a producer who's going to potentially book me and pay me money? I have a much different time. I have know, 11 seconds. For that. Yeah. I have one joke I'll put in. Front I got a one liner. I'm going to drop in. Well, and that's, and that's the but, thing and not to be, you know, critical, but it's like, yeah, I, is the guy, you know, the guy who's producing a 90 minute show at a famous, uh, venue in town that has constant, you know, foot traffic and like doesn't want to disappoint repeat customers, or is it someone that's like, 
hey, this is the first show I've ever put together and, you know, they're letting me do it at like Sunday at 11 p.m. So don't fuck this up and you're not getting paid. And how much time do you have? It's like, uh... Yeah, it's like if you do eight minutes instead of ten, the people trying to eat their dinner get to eat faster than you would if you shut up sooner. Right, you uh, get kicked out of all yeah. the garden. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so yeah, so it's been it's been a, it's just something that I came across. My I mind, think I mean so. I think it's I think it's interesting too because I don't think that your time. I mean I think it definitely matters, right? Yeah, I oh, hear of course. So yeah. many people say like, oh, you know, I started and then I took a couple years off and then blah blah, and it's like, so yeah. even whatever. I don't judge anybody for taking time off. I think. I think a lot of people should take time off permanently. Uh, But, like, your time in the game only matters to a certain point. Are you doing the right things? Are you, like, like open mics are great for what they are, but you have to do other stuff. You have to push yourself. You have to try new things. Like, I know people who still have the same exact set, and it's not necessarily that it's bad. It's just, like, I don't see them iterating on what they're doing, you know, and I – uh, I try to do that myself, maybe to a fault where like I don't have uh, as much of a solid set. You know, like I don't have a solid 25 or anything because I'm trying to work out like new stuff. I'm trying to I'm, I'm a little bit more improvisational or like, you know, I'll come on the stage with a few ideas and then try to make stuff up. I do. I am personally am working on doing a better job of like uh, having the same set move forward, you know, like. Mm getting a tight five down and then adding just getting five minutes, making it tight and then being able to replicate it over and over again. Cause that's something I'm not as good at something where I can, you know, grab a couple of ideas, bring them up on stage, start making jokes and start getting the, the crowd involved. That's what I'm way better at, but it comes to, it, it creates less consistency. I still think that I would prefer to be in my situation than be the person who's doing the same five minutes of jokes over and over again not creating new punchlines, not trying to push things forward, not trying any any new ideas. And I know people who have been doing it for five years. That's what they do. And it's like, why is he looking at me? <laughs> he's, he's looking just. Evan at is me. Evan is not one of these. I mean, he just shined a laser pointer on me. Like, it's, but I think to your Evan to your point about like people who want to just say like they have one more minute than you. It's these kind of people who are like, I, I just think they're focused on the wrong thing. It's things. always dudes, by the way. I've never heard a woman do that no. to me. I don't know what to do with that information. But just well, women don't talk to you, so I don't, that's kind well, of... Well, there you go. That's true. Well, you know, there's laws in place that yeah, they don't. Protect so them. It's my fault. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, I think there are certain people, like, I, I generally get along with most of the com- comedians in Charlotte. And I, even the ones that I'm talking about, I still get along with. I just think that their time would be better spent trying new things. And, and uh, you can say you have five years of experience, but your five years of experience is much different than a, a Chris DiOrio five years of experience. He's talking about the comics and the listeners. He's saying all of our time would be better spent if you wasn't the same thing. Do a better job. Yeah. <laughs> Just do better, bro. Well, you had a good point. Like you said, like, why are people doing comedy too? I think that might lend itself to it too. Some people, they do. They show up to a show and go, I could do better than this. I've always wanted to do it. And they keep, and they roll with it. Some people, I think, they get five minutes, and they know that they have five minutes that can entertain people. And they're like, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to go do my five-minute set every you know, for, for the sure. next 10 years and just stand there and make people laugh for five minutes and feel better about myself. Then there's other people who, you know, some people, a lot of people, I think a lot of people get into this because they think that they can, quote, unquote, make it. Uh, so they're the ones maybe pushing a little harder. Or some people just love the game of, like, which, I, which you know, me, it's a little bit of both. Like, Oh, I'm sure it describes the people in this room. The game to it, like, is... Uh, like getting it 20 minutes, 30 minutes is one is like, you know, it's going to progress your career, but two, it's like, you know, I'm thinking of new stuff. I want to try it out. I want to see how it goes. It's like ratcheting it up. You know? Yeah. And like working the joke, like it's kind of fun. Like I, th- I just think people are uh, maybe afraid is, is not the right word. I think people are not as immediately accepting of being uncomfortable, right? Because that five minutes that you're talking about that they have, uh, and let's, you know, for example's sake, say it's like a, a golden five minutes, right? To get there, there was a lot of discomfort and a lot of uncertainty and a lot of workshopping. But now that they got it, you know, some part in their psyche, they're sitting on some theoretical easy street where they got their, they're sitting on their pile of gold and they're fine. And it's like, it's, it's that same problem that we all have, right? Where like the, the angel on your shoulders, like, dude, go to the gym. Right. And then the devil's like, nah, just eat the potato chips, you idiot. And it's like, it's way easier to accept 
you know, that like, ah, oh, go do 10 new minutes. And then you might yeah. ask yourself like, well, yeah, but what if like, it's not good? It's like, yeah, but how did you get that? It's first going five? to suck. Right. That's the whole thing. People get comfortable is what I'm saying. And I, I think, uh, for me, I try to do this thing where I'm always workshopping and eventually chiseling, right? Because to, to Dave's point, it's chiseling like, what? Uh, not my abs, <laughs> obviously. Uh, uh, no, it's like if because if you're all to your point, if you're always workshopping, um, so okay, good job. You you move past not being afraid to do new things, but if you're not like capturing any of that and, and securing it and chiseling it and and making, I I would agree that's also not a good use. Of your time because you're you're just throwing stuff against the wall and you're never gonna know like what stuck. Yeah, um, and 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 some of those people are brilliant, right? Some of those people have the ability to. I'll take my bow. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was definitely not talking about you, but uh, <laughs> I know I'm just. I, some people can do that. They could just kind of on a whim uh, make people laugh, and I don't undercut that at all. I mean, that's amazing. Um, but just only in the conversation of looking to establish or build or, or call something. Hey, I have this long of this stuff. I try to just do some type of mix of workshopping and chiseling. I mean, you, you talk about like the pain of getting up on stage and bombing and how uncomfortable, I mean, maybe not the pain, but the discomfort, right? It's like the first time I went up on stage, like I had, I had written out pages of material and like I had this whole story to tell and I put jokes everywhere in it and I get up on stage. Two weeks ago, right? Yeah. yeah, Right. And I get up on stage and I'm like going through and I'm like, I'm working it out, talking to myself out loud, going through this sheet of paper out loud. And I'm like, you know what? I think I got it. I think I finally got it. And I get out on stage and it's seven minutes and I ate it. I sucked. I didn't have any of the timing. Every time someone didn't respond, I got, you know, that feeling in my stomach that I was completely falling off a cliff and like that made me go faster. And all of a sudden it's three and a half minutes in and I've gone through every word that I wrote down that time that, that paced out took seven minutes. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm terrible. I w- suck. Was this at Comedy Zone by any chance? The Fort Mill Comedy Zone. Okay, so did that, I never got a chance to go there. Did they do the same thing that they do at Charlotte where they have the, the clock like on a screen or something in the back? I, all right, I honestly don't remember. Okay, I don't that, think so. Because that makes it more, more brutal in, yeah. in your first few days. Oh, That's watching fair. like the executioner's like, yeah. <laughs> you got 33 seconds left. Yeah, so to, gi- yeah, so to give the listener context, right? So uh, the producer that did stuff at, um, Charlotte Comedy Zone that she would like uh, to try to keep everyone in time and in line. Uh, there were there's like TVs off to the left and the right of stage, and she would put like some type of countdown clock there, so you, like you could always look back Five and see how much time remaining. you have left, you know, before the the bomb goes off or whatever. And uh, yeah, it it was again, it like it kept people honest and it, it made people not uh, abuse time. But as someone who's like, yeah, if it's your first day ever like you're already in your head about like you already have enough like going on trying to say words well, and you like stage. you hate your life you hate your work you're like you're going out right. on stage to say something and you're, you're getting naked in public for the first time yeah. ever and they're like oh and you get a chance you know i know you're not like a professional but just like take the occasional look behind you to see you know the time on the clock and you know keep track knocking of over mic stands and like bumping the thing against your suddenly you're like what's what's time what is that like you know there's just too much going on so yeah it's literally like losing your virginity where you're like you think that it took 25 minutes but really it was over in 30 seconds (laughs) like time protracts and you're Uh, like i wish i knew what you you meant it's always just felt like yeah it works both ways sometimes yeah sometimes you look at the clock and you're like i have a minute and a half left you're like fuck i'm (laughs) done (laughs) and then the other times you're like you look up and you're like there's only 30 seconds left you're like i'm because yeah but I'm, yeah. I'm saying that that feeling is the same you know you run yeah. through all your jokes in three and a half minutes and it feels like 25 it he's felt say, like forever he's saying it feels like sex like when you have sex the woman you tell your jokes you know you're like hey what's the difference between you know and she's like can we can you just stop talking you're like oh, i'm just running my set baby yeah. you're like how long they're doing there any feedback <laughs> she's she looks back at you gives you the light you know she's like can i talk to the producer of the show can we get <laughs> someone else to mainline the mainline headline this thing How'd your set go? She threw tomatoes at me, guys. Anything to tighten up? What? Anything to tighten up? Oh, yeah. Another sex joke. That's a good one. I, I got tighten, it. I thought it was pretty up. good. I just didn't hear it. Great. Uh, I know. Well, I'm That's never right. having sex with Dave again. <laughs> Dude, you always come back to this McDonald's parking lot. Something magical. Now I kind of want McDonald's. There's something magical about that McDonald's. Well, I mean, you said something interesting to me, Chris, which uh, kind of upset Evan when I told him was that you're not a fan of Taco Bell. I hate Taco Bell. So 
I uh, I'm a bit I guess bougie in this regard because I I had Taco Bell and I'm like I get it I get it and then I had Chipotle and I'm like totally on that train. You're you're a Chipotle guy. Like I, I don't think anyone likes the prices of Chipotle. It's definitely absurd. But like I'm the type of moron that'll be like, holy shit, four dollars for a taco, and then I'll be there again the next day. Evan's the kind of guy who's like, you know what's cool? Going to a fancy restaurant. You know what's even cooler? Going to Paris. <laughs> Fuck going to fancy restaurants. Yeah, I'd going, way rather be in France. You know France. what's cooler? Going to Chipotle in Paris. <laughs> no, I mean they look, have like, one on the Kidnapping Shams, a they French guy, and making him cook for you in your own house. <laughs> That's what the pinnacle of success. Oh, is. there right. you go. Yeah, buy a French guy. Yeah, Not buy a, a French guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taco Bell has its its positives, like it's open late or, or moss or whatever they call it, and uh, they got they for I don't know if they're still doing this, but they had the monopoly over Baja Blast, which was which was bullshit. That was a really good drink. I don't know why you know. Oh right, exclusive. Yeah, uh, they're like, it's almost as if they knew. They're like, dude, our food sucks. We gotta, we have to have some other forceful method of something delicious to wash here. it down. Wash it down. Yeah, somebody orders uh, a Mountain Dew. They're like, you want a, you want a taco with that? You're like, okay, fine, just give me a taco. They're like, ah, we we got them. You know, but uh, no, for for like for that food, it I would I would personally choose Chipotle every time if I could. Unfortunately, Chipotle is not open until one. Yeah, they're open until nine p.m. I don't know. Like, I don't really know what I'm eating. When I eat Taco Bell. No. No, it's disgusting. You're not supposed to know. I mean, dude, do you think the quality between McDonald's and Taco Bell is that different? Because I don't think so. No, oh, one, no, one, no, one no, I no. do. I, I've had moldy, like, I've, I've gotten the breakfast from McDonald's and had mold, like the breakfast burrito, I, I had really. mold on the thing. See, I would, I would comment. And I go it. back. Wait, and I go back. I'm not. I'm not knocking McDonald's. That's what I expect. It's I don't like one in ten times. I'm getting. I'll I'll go to Taco Bell. I don't have a problem with it, but I I do know well in advance like what I'm getting into. And I have, Taco I have Bell to prepare. You know, like if you right. want to sponsor me, I will talk shit about McDonald's every chance I get. It seems like no matter what I order, you're too skinny for any fucking fast food company to want your sponsorship. Yeah, you're actually fast. No, no, no. no. Are you kidding? Shit, yeah. That, that's the thing. People would be like, "Oh my god, he's like." He lost 25 pounds on, on the, the Taco Bell diet. <laughs> now, if somebody wants advice on like where to eat fast food, they're looking at this guy and going, like, that's the guy you want to sponsor. He'll give you some advice. You want yeah, but I'm you go the... to me. You want fast? Go to Dave. Yeah. He's more that's of a... Fair. a it's funny that Taco Bell's, like, their their slogans live moss because it will kill you faster. Right. How much yeah. how much moss are we talking about? Like a week? No. It'll take it takes a week off your. I think they're missing a nest. It's supposed to say live mass. I, th- I think yeah, because yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're gonna be a fat fuck if you eat there all the time. I think they're missing a question mark. Live, yeah. live mass. Live mass? Uh. Should just be die mass. <laughs> you are dying more. Morte, morte mass. <laughs> no, I, I, it's, it seems like no matter what I order there, it's always just mush somehow. That's that's the thing about I don't really like, and also Mexican restaurants. I'm not saying I don't like Mexican food. I'm saying Mexican I think it's restaurants fair to separate are my Bell. least favorite <laughs> oh, I thought from you were, Mexican I thought, restaurants. I thought you were going to say, I think it's pretty fair to separate Mexicans from their food. I'm like, I don't think that's what Chris no, is trying to No, it's pretty fair to say. No, it's only fair it's to separate them from their children. That's it. <laughs> at the border. <laughs> uh, it's pretty fair. I love Taco Bell all of a sudden. I, I'm a huge <laughs> fan. At <laughs> I love everyone I've ever seen work there. I've, I love every person oh, who man. eats there. Specifically who works there. No, it's just, it's, that's it. it's the same, they take the same scoop of slop, yep. and they'll put it in a different shaped <laughs> flour tortilla and serve it to you nine different ways. That's a good podcast. Hey, welcome back to the scoop of slop. <laughs> we got Dave here. Hey, hey I'm Dave. Like, <laughs> you nailed my voice. That's exactly what I sound like. That's what that's you as a scoop of slop. Oh, everyone on scoop of S-O-S. slop, and it sounds like this. Right. Hey, I'm Evan. I'm scoop of slop. Everybody is just a cartoon radio. Hey, hey, whoa. Anyways, what's with the weather? You guys see tacos falling from the <laughs> sky. Uh, that's Evan's fault. He he ate too much. Hey, hello to the Animaniac on my left. Chris Diorio. Whoa. Hey, we're here. Slop a sec- sloppy seconds. What are we calling this thing here? Sloppy seconds. <laughs> that's fine with me. Sloppy seconds. All right. Yeah, but uh, I we haven't done drugs yet. This is the amazing part. Yeah, that's true. This is the sober podcast. Right? Sober po- is this a sober podcast? I had a few. I had some beers. Oh, uh, yeah, so. On the way you, here. You, uh, have, you have some LaCroix. On the drive. I had some beers in the drive here. Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I don't fuck. Yeah, um, driving is boring, guys. <laughs> yeah, without beer. You know what spices it up? A little DUI. <laughs> uh, that's pretty funny, but also it's terrible. It's, it's dodging the DUI. That's fine. But yeah, I don't like Taco Bell. It's not. I, I it's mean, fine. I mean, it, Taco Bell to me is like cookout, where it's like, look, you're totally allowed to like it, 
But you, I think it's just a little out of place if you're going to try to convince someone that it's good. Like, you got to know what you're getting into. That's fair. Like, I love cookout, uh, but I know it's dog shit. Well, see, like, I'm never going to not say that. I, I totally agree. I, I would just make the distinction that as long as we're arguing about the, the fine establishments of cookout, Taco Bell, and McDonald's, we can, we can argue that Taco Bell deserves a, a, a place uh, no, amongst I, no, them. Without, yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm arguing. No, I'm, no, not, they're, I'm not they're saying... Ti- they're tied as far as I'm concerned. They're, they're just the Mexican version of shit food. It's right. just that flavor. Right. Like, I, I but like Mexican cookout. food's already the shit version of food. So the, the shit version of shit Yo, food... Yo, Mexican food is so amazing. Yeah, I cannot get on board with that. If you don't thing. like Mexican food, you're like in trouble because food there is just like every part of the pyramid. They have like meat, veggies, fruits. You're like, I don't like this. It's like, it's fucking... It's everything, everything you eat. <laughs> you don't like rice. You don't like beans. No, you don't you like really, I don't like don't... spices. Like like anything that has spice. No, I I I love Indian food. I love it. I love Indian. I, food. And I do like. Uh, food I had, so I used to have neighbors when I lived in North Charlotte. You killed them too. That were yeah. But the universe but before that balanced the equation. They were they were they were, they were oh, like they're Mexican and they made the best food ever. But it was like authentic food. Oh, so they were Mexican ruined. restaurants. It set the expectation too high. Yeah, I don't like Mexican restaurants. That's, one of, that's one of my favorite things I've never understood is uh, white people using the word authentic when they're talking about food. They're like, have you been to this uh, Indian restaurant? They're like, yeah, it's just it's just not really authentic. It's like, how do you know? Like, you've never been to their place. Like, well, I, what I meant to say is I didn't like the taste, but that's too honest. So I'm just going to say it's not authentic, even though I'm not Indian. And I, like, I honestly right. think cool. most of what I, I enjoy most of what I eat. Like I'm not a picky guy, and I have I have what I like to call poor taste, which is just like yeah. any food <laughs> comes out of a bag is rehydrated. Like yeah, he's I, defending Taco Bell. When I'm I was surprised. when I was like a a kid, I was in the Scouts, and we would do like uh like we'd go, we'd go to places where they like taught us about astronauts, and we eat astronaut food, and it's like Taco pour Bell. some water into this dry shit and eat it, and it's like <laughs> oh this is amazing. It's like that's corn that was like they took all the flavor out of it, and I was like. Yeah, it's good. Which didn't I'm take that astronaut. long. You ever have an MRE? <laughs> oh, I've had an yeah, I've had MREs. There's some really good MREs. Yeah, but compared to food, it's an MRE. I would take the. <laughs> it, has, take, it has its own jurisdiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's it's like putting Taco Bell, McDonald's, and Cookout in another section compared to oh, yeah. even even fast casual. Oh, that's yeah, that's right. That is a new like division, fast casual. Yeah, yeah. Like Kava, you're gonna kick the shit out of out of cookout for with, sure. with a Yafo. I, I like going to cookout, not just for the food, but like some of these the quote unquote, like dog shit food restaurants, they'll do anything that you want with like no friction. And it's the greatest thing ever. You can go up there like, Hey, what do you want? Like, uh, I'm going to do ice cream, a burger, chicken nuggets and soda. And, and like, could, I, could everything get between it, the bun? Like they, they've never said, yeah, they've never said no to any. And the thing is, it, Hey, if do you want us to come out and punch you in the mouth? Like, yes. Yeah. Please. If you're going to one of these places, if you're the demographic, like chances are, this is how your stomach thinks already. You're like, I'm going to get some vegetables, some ice cream, a Coca. Like it just makes sense to you. Right. But like other places like McDonald's, dude, they've gotten pissed at me for things that I thought made sense. Yeah. Like I, I went there the other day and I was like, you know, can I have a number one? And he's like, you know, a number one. Like, it's yeah, the Evan, easiest we were, order. We were there together. Yeah, you were you were in the passenger seat blowing me. And I said, can I get a number one? And the guy's like, yeah, what do you want to drink? And I was like, can I do a McFlurry? And he, like, very angrily was like, that's not a drink. And I'm like, dude, that's not up to you. <laughs> like, I, I will drink it. And, like, are you saying it's, like, the wrong phase of matter? Or are you saying I can't do that? And he's like, well, you could order a drink and then a McFlurry, but you can't get a McFlurry as a drink. I'm like, do you have a fucking straw? Because then it then it's a drink. And he's like, okay, fine. I'm just saying the computer won't let me do that. I'm like, dude, Cookout doesn't do any of this shit. You could ask them for, like, nail clippers with hey, your Could you throw they ice just, cream directly on the griddle, please? And then just, like, just throw some bread you, on you there. You would think so, for, for a place that serves the McGriddle. You would think it's, you know, no holds bar with these guys. <laughs> but apparently they have some some policies. But Cookout, Taco Bell... There's never, there's never any issues. The only issue at Taco Bell is like you're, you're so baked you can't read the menu. Cookout, there's a, what do you want on this tray? Yeah, right. Yeah, the, here yeah. are the dimensions. Fill this tray whatever, with whatever food. Fits. <laughs> Here's the dimensions of the box of slop. Yeah, give, give me five dollars and fill this tray with whatever you want on this. Hey, list. welcome to Cookout, aka Scooper Slop. Like I'm not like who's trying to inconvenience the lazy pieces of shit that are going there in the first place. Like you're gonna, you're gonna stress them out. And you can afford the upcharge. I mean, like, what's the upcharge? It's like, it's nine cents. 
on what's four ninety nine. dollars like, <laughs> Someone goes, nine cents, and they just drive away. Forget about it. <laughs> I'm not an idiot, okay? Wait, Chris, you were going to say something about MREs. There's an MRE that you would prefer over, like, any other food. There's several MREs that I'd prefer over Taco Bell. Mm. I, I mean... I've had most of them. I get it. You don't like Taco Bell. We don't have to argue about it. I know. Here's the. I really like to drive home. When I hate something, I like to really drive home a point. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wait. Wait. He's tell me. He's tell passionate. me. Tell me more about it. Tell me more about how this. Actually, MRE. that's where I draw the line. I'm done. Now. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. But <laughs> let me ask you. He, even he more. draws the line in the sand that they use to make the tacos at Taco Bell. Do you have a favorite MRE? Like off the chili, top of your head, chili mac, chili mac. Oh, and we should point out, Chris is a, a professional chef, former professional chef. Used to be. Yeah. Is, is that the right chef, way of yeah. saying? Yeah. Yeah, former professional chef. So, I was sound, a chef. Sounds like he's got quite the credentials to not like Taco Bell. Those are, chef those are solid credentials. Yeah. Chili, the Chili Mac MRE is the best MRE. Anyone listening to this will confirm that. That's been you in the or, or like, do you, uh, where, like, where did you cook? Or what did you cook? What did I cook? Yeah, tell him about, well, the, he tell said, him about the truck. I didn't know that he, yeah. You had or it wasn't a truck. I had a food, I had a catering business. Oh, okay. With a friend. It was a barbecue. He still has it. I just moved and left it. Uh, in his good hands, but um, sanitized hands. It was called uh, it's called Low and Slow Catering. It's a barbecue food truck in Connecticut. Nice, um, pretty, really, really good. We have a signature barbecue sauce that you don't you don't find anywhere else. That sounds amazing. Um, we also briefly had a uh, crawfish food truck as well called Captain Cajun's Crawfish Company. We did we did crawfish boils. Like you got go. you got canceled for cultural they, appropriation. Yeah. That, Captain Crawfish, did they begin with K's or C's? C's. Just well, sure. it depends where we were. Okay. Once, like, we did a couple tours down south. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Got to play to the audience, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, that sounds amazing, man. I, I'm yeah, getting, it was, uh, when we came down here, it was Captain Cajun's Crawfish and Confederate Flags, and we just... <laughs> uh, that was the, the dipping yeah. sauce, yeah. Yeah, we did well. We did well. Freedom Free Confederate fr- flag with every purchase. Mm-hmm. You want freedom fries with that? Or? <laughs> Free pillowcase with every purchase. <laughs> Pre-cut. <laughs> Everyone got a little packet of meth scrub that again, took the <laughs> that shine off their teeth. Support local. Yeah, yeah, you definitely don't find like dental floss with that meal. No, people don't care. Yeah, it's just a waste of utensils. Did you know I've had the same food stuck in my teeth for forty-eight years? Like I could tell. I definitely could. That's tell. not food. That's another tooth. <laughs> you let go of it or keep it, but make your mind up. What was your best and worst experience in twenty twenty as far as comedy goes? Jeez, because uh, it was a weird year, and I like to point out, like, because we all suffered. I'm just gonna get this, like, you don't have to hear it from anybody else, because I'm not gonna be whining, like, oh, 2020 was so hard for, us. Eh, it sucked no, for everybody. So, no, I totally agree. But, but that being said, it is almost a unique thing where, like, comedy is one of the few things you just can't really do the way you want to do it without an audience. And given the way 2020 went down, there was a lot of time. But we still able to, like Evan said earlier, we scrapped out a couple things. We managed to scrape a couple things together last year, so. What was your guys' best and worst 2020 comedy experience? And you can start before the pandemic once you want, because. But you want to go? You want me to go, or what? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll take. Okay. I'll take it because it seems like you you want me to waffle for. Let's a just go in alphabetical order by first name. So you go first. All right. So D comes before E. All right. In I fact, guess right before it. Oh, but Chris then. Yeah, except this is my show, so you go ahead. And all right. All right. So, uh, the I mean, I had a couple good stand-up experiences. I only did it probably twice in the whole year. Um, which were, I mean, they were fine. It's just like super out of practice, trying stuff that's like topical. And also, I mean, the thing about doing pandemic humor is everyone's doing it. So it's like, how do you say anything interesting in a world of people that are trying to say different versions of the same thing? So that's like, I mean, it's a fun struggle, uh, but doing those shows is like weird for me. The, the best thing I did was I, I put together like a, a website where I started doing this like comedy cooking thing that's only in like, you know, very fledgling stages, just try to put together like a uh, funny experience that I had in my, in my past related tangentially to some food. It's like trying to make fun of how cooking podcasts all, or, or it's cooking. It's pretty funny actually. It's, it's, a, it's about how like cooking blogs tell these like boring stories leading up. Like, well, the other day I was sitting on my hammock, <laughs> sipping a, sipping a little bit of uh, Earl Grey tea when I, thought about the way my father used to make chutney and I decided to go <laughs> find the ripest <laughs> tomato and make a chutney because my dad's memory drinking tea. And it's like, no one cares about your stupid story. 
So I decided to like take the very worst moments of my life, like I almost drowned to death this one time. And I took like this story and I was like, what food like do I relate to it? And uh, put together like the story and then a recipe and, and uh, yeah, just try to try to make people laugh with it. And um, it's it definitely worked out a bunch of different muscles, but it got me to like, it was super great, super great thing for me to do comedically and, and just probably, you know, because I don't go to a therapist. So that probably helped as well. He had a very yeah, weird it. attitude about it. He was no, like, I enjoyed no it. one cares about your story. And he's like, all right, guys, here's my story. Here's how I almost died. He's <laughs> like, but my story's No, that's what it is. I'm, my story's more important. Right. <laughs> you hanging out on a hammock is dumb. But this me, is true. me drowning in a, in a yeah, there's some action, right? waterfall, yeah, 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 it's way more interesting. Yeah, no, I, I liked him. It is very funny. It's uh, a couple that I skimmed through. I really enjoyed. Was it Meals and Misfortune? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Misfortune. Yeah. That's right. Meals and Misfortune. Yeah, he's basically making a show about how he can, you know, afford a meal or whatever. <laughs> asshole. Hey, um, sometimes I can. That's when I end up in a dumpster with you, bud. Meals and Misfortune is all just Taco Bell in one. That's both of those, right? Meals of Misfortune. Actually, Taco Bell is that in that order. A meal and then a misfortune. Come with the sponsorship. Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah, shit moss. Uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I've had a bad experience. Just, I, I mean, I would say the worst experience is online shows because, like, and whatever, yeah. like people like them, people do them. I just, how you, you don't have the connection. No, the, I hate the, them. The, having a real audience, there's no replacement for, no replacement. Uh, I guess, for me, like I, I can't pin it to like a specific show because, I, I think the, the, so the worst experience for me, and it's gonna sound cliche, but the worst experience was that. Uh, there was it, the comedy wasn't as frequent, right? It mm, basically yeah. died. It's still arguably kind of dead. I think you know it's kind of back, or I mean, who who even knows? But um, out of that bad experience, one thing that was kind of really good, actually, was I don't think I like found my voice more, but I think I just started giving a shit less. And and the thing is, like my like I had a like Dave was saying, it's kind of hard to come up with uh, a topical joke right now that someone hasn't heard of. And I have this joke that I keep telling, which is like, it's really upsetting that a bunch of people died from COVID, but it's like even more upsetting that I didn't get to choose who, you know, and that was an old joke about something else, but I, I you know, made it topical so people can listen. And it, it's something where it's like, if I don't, I don't know what it was. I mean, I guess obviously we're all getting better over time, whether we recognize it or not. But if I were to do that joke in 2019, I just wasn't getting the same response that I am now. And I think like people are just so fucked and destroyed from this past year that the people who actually are brave enough to make it out in, in like a distanced comedy, like a live comedy event, I think they're just, their guard is down and they're like, look, just, I don't like offend me, make make me laugh. Yeah. And that, unfortunately I'm a, I'm a bag of shit. So that made it easier for me to do my comedy. Right. And so it, It, I, I can't say best experiences in like this show or that show, but all the shows, have been consistently me being who I want to be with like no holds bar. And it's, it's actually working. And like a lot of people have, have had positive things to say. And I just don't feel like I changed. I felt like just maybe, you know, my, my style and the, the initial doom and gloom of things just seems to match the season. So it's like, it, it's like topical by accident, but it, it seemed to, to help, I think, you know, so I had, a, it's weird. Cause like you were saying, we're supposed to like, cry about it and say that we had a hard time but i, I had a good year i don't actually. think comedians are like woe is me people typically like oh man like look at how hard it was to do comedy it's like just no we just suck weird. it up yeah, and not, do not, it. not good ones yeah yeah no because you yeah. like everyone is i think i think you hit the nail on the head evan like people are all going through shit right now and they want to laugh and com- like i don't want to hear about people's hard times without the punchline. Right. I don't want to just, just hear complaining. That's I just wanna, a hard time. That's just, yeah. Right. Like I actually, that's, that's why I came to the show. That's the I misfortune. Was, <laughs> I, I was having a hard time. That's why I came here. Clown. Make me laugh. Make me laugh. No, exactly. And, and like, uh, no, I don't think I've tried very hard not to complain because it's my natural state, but sure. I, uh, I, I don't think it's productive and there's just too much good. There's too much good going on, at least in comedy that, uh, we, we, can't really complain about no, it's a good no. it's a good lesson man because like I've, I've tried to take that mentality with other things right like you're saying like how, how am i supposed to come up with something that doesn't sound like what other people did i and i try to say that same thing to myself when i'm complaining i'm like well is this genuinely a problem or you know a lot of people complain am i just pulling to them or is this a real issue but also like you 
comedy is hard. Like, yeah, but what did you think you were getting into? Like, did, like, <laughs> did you know that working out, like, lifting 400 pounds is tough? It's like, yeah, it's 400 pounds. Like, what does it look like to you? I was told if I, if I wanted to be Michael Jordan, I could just fucking be him. But now there's, like, a lot of exercise in between those yeah. two. Yeah, people visions. are too sensitive now. It's true. They See, are so sensitive. But I don't oh, like this Your Hitler like this did line. nothing wrong joke fucking didn't quite hit. Like, Right. <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. Was, you know, it's funny. The weird part about it's it is, is if Hitler showed up it, to that show and he started laughing, it wouldn't be good enough to convince everyone else. They'd say like, "I, st- I still have a problem with it." <laughs> like it was about me, and I thought it was funny. It's like, well, but you shouldn't, Hitler. Listen, you're a protected class. <laughs> I mean, your haircut's a little weird, and you know, he, I wish he would have brought that Don't up. Don't make fun of them just because he's strange. You know, it's true. There are doctors that are strange. Uh, um. Guys, we've got about three minutes left here in the podcast. So what I want to do Dave. is... Uh, Everyone under the table now. Start, no, that's, that's how you got in the podcast. That's after. Okay. That's how you got yeah, here yeah, in the first place. Um, I, want, I want you guys to... Uh, so start with Dave. Whatever. Do your tightest minute. Where do up. we... No, no one wants to hear that. <laughs> Especially from you guys. <laughs> where, where, um, where can we find you on social media and where can we see you next? Where do you want us to see you next? Uh, this this podcast will come out next Sunday, so anytime after next Sunday. Yeah, I'm I'm going to be at open mics and stuff. Uh, at least probably at Chris Diorio shows like at the Penthouse. Um, I'm not doing a whole lot because I'm still nervous about COVID, and uh, I felt. I mean, I gotta give this guy Chris a big shout out. My birthday was on February uh, February fifteenth. Came out to a a, a Penthouse show, and Chris. Chris brought a cake and, and celebrated. He's just such a stand-up guy. I really appreciate him, uh, everything he's doing in the game. And, yeah, and but you didn't need any of the cake. I ate a piece of the and cake. Then you left, and then you left early. You left. All right, listen. We weren't going to get into it, all right? Uh, <laughs> he's like, it wasn't even my birthday, actually. That's yeah, I lied. My birthday's in April. Um, no, but so really appreciate it. Uh, you can you can see mealsandmisfortune.com. That's, you know, where, mm-hmm. I, where I've been doing some writing. And uh, I'm, on, I'm on Twitter at Dave Ordog or... Yeah, whatever. I think that's it at, at Dave Ordog. And uh, that's that's where I am. Evan Pitfield, where can the people find you on social media and where can they see you next? They get to find me at my house. It's, uh, you want the address? or <coughs> well, And Evan's cell phone number. Are you going to move the box again between now and then? Or? <laughs> well, I mean, the wind might take yeah. care of that beyond my uh, choosing. Is the trailer going to roll somewhere between now and then? So. <laughs> it's funny that you think I can afford a trailer. It's, I would love a trailer. I'm, like me, I'm telling jokes. Uh, I, so I'll be at Mike's, uh, the ones Dave's not at. And then I'm going to, there, I have a show coming up on March 7th, which is from a uh, super funny guy, cousin Clyde. I think everyone listening to this probably knows cousin Clyde. I'll be there with you. That's right. We're on the same show. Yeah. I, wow. I probably should have prepped. I, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's at, uh, un, it's called underground comedy with cousin Clyde. It's at one seven zero one West trade street in Charlotte, North Carolina. 1701 West Trade Street, Charlotte, North Carolina. Show starts at 7, right? It does. That's correct. 7 p.m., 1701 West Trade Street in Charlotte, North Carolina. Underground Comics of Carolinas will both be on the show uh, with a couple of the really funny guys. So let's double down on that one because that's the one I'll go ahead and push to. 1701 West Trade Street, 7 p.m., March 7th. Come see me and Evan Pitfield and maybe my good friend Dave Ordog in the audience. Yeah. Um, I mean, someone's got to do popcorn. But Dave, Evan, uh, <laughs> it's fun. Um, you can't, you, the listeners can't see him flipping me off right now with both feet. Let's uh, let's do this again. We should. Yeah, thanks, uh, thanks for having us, man. Yeah, thank you, buddy. Sure, thank you for coming. Uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, as always, this is the Sunday Funday Podcast. We'll see you next week. Have a good night and week. <laughs>